Welcome back, everybody, to Dysfunctional as Fuck. <laughs> Welcome back to Dysfunctional Episode five. Episode five. We're five in. 95 five to go, in. and then we'll be, I think 99% of podcasts don't make it to 100 episodes. So if we make it to 100, we'll be real shit. We'll be real shit, because we're not real shit right now. No, we're not we're, we're anything Anything. Right we're just like two people sitting on your couch in your fucking apartment. With a whole... With a bunch of shit around. With a, Bunch of lighting equipment around. Yeah. My apartment is slowly turned into literally just a film studio. Hey, we've gotten some fire-ass content out of here so far. I agree. And honestly, I think the setup with the little squiggly lights, they can't see it. <laughs> the squiggly digglies. The, the squiggly digglies. They be fucking... I just woke up like 30 minutes ago. I've been telling you that you need to get on a better sleep regimen. No, I agree. I Cameron's exact quote was to me was to pop some pills and go to bed. I don't know what type of pills. If he's talking more of a melatonin or a zanny. I don't know what you need, but whatever is going to help cannot, you. We talked about this, Cameron. I cannot sleep. I have a really hard time sleeping at night. Okay, well, then you obviously aren't in nature enough. You need to what? recenter yourself. So if I go look at a fucking tree, I'm asleep at night? No, not saying you're going to look at a fucking tree, but I'm saying if you spend like, I think here, do this and I guarantee you're going to sleep better. Go to the sauna every day, take a cold shower in the morning, go on at least some kind of long walk or run outside, get some kind of sunlight in, and you're going to sleep better, guaranteed. Okay, and what if it doesn't work? Off yourself. <laughs> Cameron, it's a mental health podcast. I know, I know. But so, anyways, yeah, mental health makes us spicy. Okay, trauma does make you funny. Okay, actually, get into topics now. Um, my friend told me that I asked her if she had any questions for us, and hers was, "What are your priorities right now in this moment of life?" What are your priorities? No, I asked you that You're question. You're asking me first. this question? Was it a question for me or you? It's for both, but I'm asking you first. <clears throat> well, can you talk while I drink some coffee? Yeah, okay. So, what are you. <laughs> Thirsty. Okay, yeah, because coffee dehydrates you like salt. Salt fucking does. Cameron, hide. salt does not fucking hydrate hey, you. It is, is also essential... with the compound of the other electrolytes. If you just drink salt water, you're going to get fucking dehydrated. It's a part. Go drink the. You, you know what? Go grab a straw, also, go to the fucking also, ocean. Kate, Kate, you can't drink salt. Because it's not a liquid. Put it in fucking water, stupid. Okay? And then you go, and it's very, go drink it's very the common, ocean water. It's very common for people to put salt in their water in the morning to help with hydration. It's a go very drink, common practice. Okay, why don't you drink the ocean water then? Because it's a, it's a different formula. It's not normal. It's not purified. It's not no. anything. Cameron, how do you think fucking salt is made? Or just how do you think we get table salt? You don't even know the answer right now. She's about to feel real fucking dumb. <laughs> you me. go to the fucking ocean and take salt water. And you boil it until it's just the salt. You fucking idiot. I, I no, I feel like it's sodium chloride, right? That's salt. Oh, fucking beat. Oh. Is that is that what salt is? Cameron, if you go to the ocean, the way that you can make your own salt. Make your own salt. Sea but, salt. But you ever heard of that? Salt. Sea, sea salt and table salt. <laughs> table salt is just more granulated sea salt. And also you could just find salt in the wild. Wild salt. No, Cameron. <laughs> okay, what's the question? Anyways, what are your priorities as of right now in life? I see my priorities right now are to grow in every aspect I can. Um, knowledge, physical health, mental health, uh, 
understand what growth means. I think that it's easy to get caught up in the in the loop of always wanting to be better and like your whole personality now is just being better, getting better, da da da, and being like, wait, I'm not. I'm also now not enjoying my life. So I think I need to, I know for me, I need to focus on just enjoying life too. So I think I'm focused on, on growth and then simultaneously not trying to focus too much on focusing on growth. So basically you just try to focus on your growth, but you don't want it to overpower actually enjoying life. I don't want it to overpower anything. I don't want it to be like something that I'm absolutely obsessed with where I don't fucking love hanging out with people or like, you know, having fun every once in a while and, you know, not taking everything so seriously sometimes. Yeah, I think that's hard for people when they think like, okay, I want to be the best version of myself, yada, yada, yada. But you get so caught up in the loop of I have to be better. I have to be better. I need yeah. to grow myself that you forget to just stop and like look around and be like, wow, wait a minute. I can enjoy this time with my friends. I can enjoy your walks in the park, you know? Mm. So I think that's a good goal to have. I'm proud of that one. It's good. What about you? What goals do you have? Sleeping in? <laughs> Cameron, I will fix it eventually. All right. <laughs> My goals as of right now, I think, is to value my friendships more. Um, just be a better person overall. You know, that's always, I think that's always something I want to grow to. And then making connections with people and really mm-hmm. finding my people and like my friend group. You know what I mean? That's something that I, I'm definitely prioritizing right now. You know, I'm trying to go do more things, hang out with more people, mm-hmm. um, and really build my own self sense of self in Kentucky because I feel like m- me, I'm scattered like all around the U.S., you know, mm-hmm. and all the states I've lived. So I think I'm just really trying to build my own community here in Louisville. And then happiness. I want to be happy. I feel happy, though. I do. I feel happy, but I want to maintain the happiness. Mm-hmm. I feel good. Like, I feel feel a lot better than how i was like even like a month ago i'm feeling you check if that's recording quick if that's not recording and we just missed that whole fight no, no, about no, no. just just the mine thank god yes i just hate that like when we get real cameras one day we'll be able to tell because there'll be a red dot or red that thing you don't on. know is that one recording now you're stressing no, me I, out I, I checked yours i can okay. check yours because i looked over and double checked but i was worried for a second because i was like I always hate that when you're like someone's talking and like let's say you are doing something like this and someone says something that's just fucking gold and then it it's wasn't not recording, recording and you're like I need you to just recreate that entire moment. But then you can't because it's not as original. Did you watch that fucking video I sent you? The one about the midnight gospel? Yeah. No. <laughs> but I did. I did. Damn it. Damn it. And I was like yeah that one. Yeah no. I watched like the first two minutes of it but then I got another pop up for Margot Robbie doing hot ones. And I got God a little <laughs> It was a great one. She has no spice tolerance, but I love Margot Robbie. Oh, she I wouldn't like, be her. The, the shit beat out of her from the spices. Yeah, because oh. she was saying how like her palate's like a four year old, and it was really fucking funny. Oh god! But like I, I want to be Margot Robbie. Yeah, that's like my love her. I think she's yeah amazing. So I'm interested. Is that the only question you got so far? She just texted it to me because I asked her. Was that What's Nina? a question? Was that Nina right now? That was Nina <laughs> that right was now. Nina. Yeah, yeah, that was Nina right now. Why for, was for context? We just asked asked one of your friends to if they have any questions for us, like we want to yeah. talk about. Literally right before we started recording this, um, she said no, and then I got a little ding, and I was like, yes, no, but it wasn't some random fan. Well, Nina is a fan, but it wasn't like she's not that random though. 
No, she's definitely not a random fan. We we know Nina. No. Still a fan, though. Supporter. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm curious, what do you, in your mind, what is ego to you? Oh, ego. I think ego is the sense of your own self, like what you uphold yourself to. So... Or you're like your reputation for yourself. That's what an ego is, I think. So I think when they say like put your ego aside, it's like put your own thoughts about yourself aside and your own reputation you uphold for yourself. And you know. But I think there's a difference between ego and then there's also like cockiness. Because I think everyone has an ego. Everyone has something of an ego. Like a confidence. I think confidence and ego, depending on how you say it, you know, ego can either be like confidence or it can be cocky. Just depends how you play it. Yeah. I think for me, ego in the term is something that humans fundamentally create within themselves to understand the innate pains that life has to bestow upon you. And without ego, without that self-identification, most constructs that we live in would fall apart instantly. But we tend to create these things that we latch onto that tend to be personality or affection or taste. And all of these things are in sense, the ego because it, the ego is what you perceive yourself to be and what everyone else like ego is a metaphorical thing. And that falls into the category of like self-righteousness and intensity and all these other categories. So whenever I think about what ego is, I think of it as the thing that's protecting my mind from all the other things that life is really trying to tell you. I mean, like think about death. Like how often do you really think about that? I try not to because I spiral. <laughs> I really try not to. The ego is a I think about death, I feel like I like hold back in life. If I think about death because I'm like, I don't want to die. So what, what do you mean by hold back? Like I think when I think too much about death, like I hold back like taking chances or doing things or... I don't know, like all those fun things that you can do. I, I think. I now, why would why would death hold you back from taking chances or doing things? Because I could die from it. But you could die from anything. Yeah. At any time. No, that's what I'm saying. It makes me go a little. Makes you just want to sit in my bed with like a soft blanket and a long Shane Dawson podcast <laughs> and a couple couple games of Gardenscapes. I feel like we need to. Something that I've been kind of like recognizing recently is. I need to re I need to rethink my relationship with death because I similar to you and I feel like similar to most people will think about it and it'll cause us just to freak the fuck out and that's the ego stopping you from thinking about it because it's like wait 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 we're not designed to comprehend this don't don't do that but I think if you put that to the side and really deal with it and you're like okay wait 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 let me let me sit for a moment acknowledge my feelings and then dig deeper into this reality of like, okay, I am finite. I will die. I will end. I will end. You There's will nothing. end. We're both young now and we feel we feel like we're fucking gonna be here forever. But I could literally tomorrow just But the the simple fact of like we will no longer be here at a point. And then someone will come after us and they'll it'll keep happening. And just understanding the severity of that. But then also to an extent that most people won't remember the shit you do or anything. 
but that's something I feel like, like, people live for, like, basically this amount of time in the spit in comparison to, like, yeah, not even, not even that. You can't even, like, it's like the tiniest little amount, like, how close I am to, you know what I mean? Like, those, like, yeah, that's how big our lives are. So, it just depends how much of an impact you can make on either the whole world or just others. Like, that's something that I feel like is beautiful, beautiful about life. Like, maybe someone is out, you know, like, out there or I'm friends with them. And, like, me just being there is really genuinely helping them. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I know my friends genuinely help me. Mm-hmm. Like, I would be so, like, so sad if I lose any of them. You know? And their impact that they make on me, just me alone, is already so such a great thing within itself. And I think that's like my goal with life. Like I just want to make an impact on others and help them. And I think that's also, you know, why I'm going into like psychology. I just want to be able to help other people so my life has a meaning. Mm-hmm. I think it's really hard to get caught up in the fact of, do I have a meaning? What's my meaning? Why am I here on earth? What was my point? What am I meant to do? And it's really hard to even pinpoint those things because you never really know. Mm-hmm. So I think if you just really focus on making impacts on other people's lives, death won't be as scary because at the end of the day, you know. But I don't know how much you're going to talk because I'm f- I'm terrified of death. Like, that shit be scary as hell and I ain't going to lie. But I have a, my friend was even challenging. He's like, well, I'm not scared of death. I was like, Why? Like, everyone's scared today. He's like, I'm not. And it's mind-boggling to me when people say that. Because to me, it's terrifying. Because mm-hmm. like, all I can think about is, like, that quote you said, like, or that you heard from TikTok or something, where it's, like, life has ups and downs, like a, like a heartbeat. Yeah. And the second you stop feeling emotion, it's flatlined. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love feeling. I love emotion. I love love. I love sadness. Even though, pause, we should get into that. Sorry, I my brain just. Yeah. Do you ever feel comfort in sadness? Yeah. No, I have times where I'm extremely sad, and it'll almost be like comfort, warm. Yeah, sadness to me, like sometimes when I'm really sad, or like I always listen to sad music. I don't know why. I could literally be the happiest gal, and I'm still listening to sad music because it just it makes you feel something. Mm-hmm. And again, like I just I love emotion. I love emotion. I think it's beautiful. I think it's a beautiful thing. But I feel comfort and sadness. I think we should talk about here. Let me let me say this. So our family's favorite song ever that we sing every time all of us ever got together is Rivers, Rivers and, and Roads, Roads by the Head and the Heart. And the song literally is about like, you know, a year from now. We'll all be gone. We'll all be gone. Our friends, friends will move from different states. My family lives in a different state. Yeah. That song to me was literally like my life. No, and literally like, my life. You guys were gone for a long time. My friends have moved away. Your friends have moved away. That's so weird. We and we picked that song to be like our family song at like I don't what six? How, I don't even know how we found it. I don't even remember how the fuck we all just collectively memorized that song, but we all did, and we sing yeah. it every time a whole family's together. And we're in the car, we just know. Like that and Molly. <laughs> yeah, there's something. Well, Molly has a Molly's a big impact for me. I know why. Yeah, no, you know why. But it's just so interesting how like that's our family song. I don't feel like most family songs are like a super. Most sad families song. don't have a song. 
Yeah, but most people, it's like when something comes on, the whole, like, not the whole family is like, oh my God, this is our, this is our shit. We get so excited, everyone but dad. If we were at a <laughs> club like, and Rivers and Roads came on, oh I would my God. lose my shit. I just been to scratch my head and I just poke myself in the eye. I would be busting it down somehow, but like in the saddest way possible. Yeah. <laughs> like sad busting it down, however you would interpret that. Well, even think about Molly, it's a really sad song too. And the, like the reason that was one of my favorite songs too is just what, it's just so crazy how it's like, you know, in the song, little Dickie's talking about choosing rap or his career over somebody and like him seeing her move on with his life or with her life and all this. And he's just there like, fuck. Yeah. He's like, and he's not like in the song, he's not regretting it. He's just reminiscing on it. Like, he's just like, you know, this is the reality that I'm in right now. I chose it. I don't think I'd change it. I think I'm going to continue doing this, but it doesn't change the fact that it hurts. That's something when I feel like people, when they say like move on or let go of things, I agree. Like the saying, forgive, but don't forget. I think it's okay sometimes to go back and not so much of like dwell on the past, but reminisce and just be like, yeah, you know, those, those are my emotions. I felt that way. And even in the worst times in your life, it's still almost a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Because you can look back and be like, holy shit. I am so proud of myself for what I've been through. Mm-hmm. And something I know I heard growing up all the time is like, oh, you're so strong. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're so mature for your age. Wow, you, Kate, oh, she's strong. Like all the time I'd hear that. And it's like, well, not everyone wants to be strong. Not everyone wants to be mature. Mm-hmm. Not everyone, like, you know what I mean? And- but I can look back on those moments and be like, okay, yeah, I am strong. Did I always want to be? No. But I've grown so much from these sad moments in my life. And they're beautiful. I, ju- I just think emotion is beautiful. Yeah. I feel like most people, whenever I'm going into a deep spout of learning, let's say if I listen to like a two, three hour podcast, you know, I've gotten the times where I'll just be learn. I'll be learning shit for 12 hours a day if I can. And I need to stop myself from doing that sometimes because to learn, you need a moment of silence for your body and your brain to process what just happened. And that's something I, I'm starting to implement more. Like when I'm going to the parking lot on my walks is leaving my phone in the car or just having a moment by myself where I have a moment and I have a, an experience where I learn or I grow or something happens. And then directly afterward, I need to follow that with a moment of silence and peace to where my soul, my body, my mind can decompress and unpack the information that was just in front of me. Like, you know, normally after this podcast, I I should go on a walk and just like think about what we talked about and just think about what did I learn? What happened? And because your mind will start to reveal these things to you that you didn't even know that you were thinking about. Every time after we film a podcast, (laughs) I always re-listen to it because I, when I talk, you know, there's not many times in life that like you talk to someone, have this deep conversation and then you go back and you really just think about why do I feel that way? But because we're filming it and it's just on my phone, right? Always go back and watch it. Or like the other day when we were talking about, um, you know, being enough, feeling enough. I'd be watching. It was like, I just like saw my face. And I was just saying that. I was like, and I, I like saw myself get sad. And it was seeing yourself go through these emotions really helps you like be like, look, it's okay. Because you're watching. It's almost like you're looking at someone else and being like, you're okay. Like, I know you feel that way, but it's okay. So I always go back and rewatch these podcasts and like think about what you've said to me, you know, because I think you you do have good advice. 
you're annoying, my brother, whatever, but you have good advice. You're intelligent. Then I go back and I watch him and I'm like, okay, this is what I can take away from it. This is what I can learn. And hearing yourself say these things and someone saying it to you over and over again, it helps. It's like when you're fucking in trouble and they make you rewrite. Re -write. The same thing same over Same thing and like, over. I will not hit Hannah. But you know, it's some fuck shit. Yeah. But it makes you really fucking comprehend it. It's like enco like encoding, like your memory. You go from short term, then there's working memory and then it stores to your long term. You have to really process within your working memory. Yeah. Wait, hold on, fuck, it's working memory. I haven't done my psych class in like six months. <laughs> I, it was my first psych class we learned about this, but it's something where you go from short term. Can't remember if the it's working memory is in the middle, and then it goes to your long term. Either way, whatever the fuck's in the middle, really processing it and storing it to your long term, and not just having that thought go away. Yeah, that's important to heal and grow. Yeah, you gotta you gotta give yourself time to just deal with things. You know, what I thought was crazy. I was looking into this the other day about when you're emotionally in distress, a lot of things. Can happen with your body and i know you know this but like you, your immune system like goes down you can get sick or sick a lot because even if you can't understand that you're emotionally in distress or you're emotionally hurt or stressed out whatever it is your body because your brain i feel like is using so much fucking energy that your body's like oh lord jesus give me a break and then it you know you get sick or you do all these other things I think that's wild the way that the brain and mind is connected. Dude, that uh, half the reason I even started this like whole fucking journey of like my physical health and mental health and everything is because I was in a relationship and I was like ill all, all the, time. the time. Yeah. I had terrible, uh, I don't the know health. if it was IBS or what, but like my something bad was going on with that man. My, let me tell you. my gut was just fucked. Like, and it was anxious. I felt like anxious all the time. And it was a weird, and I didn't understand it at all until I, I knew there was an issue when I got blood work done. Cause I was like, dude, something is, is wrong. I was like on an airplane, cold sweat. Like it, it was just such a weird pain. It was super intense though. And I got blood work done and they were like, nothing's wrong with you. And I was like, what do you fucking mean? Nothing? Like, I am shitting blood. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to out you like that, but you're like, there's something fucking no, wrong. I was like, something has to be wrong with me. And then I, you know, ended a relationship that was not serving me well and the shit went away <laughs> and i was like what the fuck past relationship when i got i just kept getting sick and sick with like fevers like when you're a kid sick yeah yeah i was like what the fuck a lot more hot Once, flashes and like i was getting hip pain and i can find out women carry their emotional stress i guess in their hips mm -hmm. i don't know it's some saying i don't know really know i haven't really fact checked it i've just heard it yeah yeah and I, when I was sick, I've never had it before in my life, but I was having these, these joint pains in my hips that were like unbearable. Like I'm not playing and like I already have problems with my hips. You're right. I'm already fucked. I'm already fucked with that. And it was like this crazy pain. So I went to the doctor. I have a fever. I have headaches. I'm having chills. There's nothing. It's just a virus. I'm like, no, You're I like, need medicine. I'm, I'm fucking sick. Like, and it's been, on, it went on for like a week and almost a half. I was like, I'm, I'm deathly ill. I'm having fevers of 104. I'm sick. And they're yeah. like, well, you don't have COVID. You don't have strep. You don't have the flu. I don't know. And then there's, I don't know what it's called, but there's something you have to get a fucking spinal tap to test it. I was like, no. So I went to the doctor again. Nothing. Went again. Nothing. Then finally I went in. And now I have white shit in the back of my throat. Okay. Tonsillitis. No. no. It wasn't tonsillitis. It was negative too. 
I just told him, I was like, give me an antibiotic and a fucking prednisone. I was like, please. I was like, I looked at the doctor. I was like, I need an antibiotic and a prednisone. I was like, I don't know what's going on with me. You guys don't know what's going on, but like, I need something because I'm, I'm fucking ill. Yeah. Took a prednisone, finally my body kind of jumped back up. It was mm-hmm. like, whole oh, fuck. But I was like, de- and it happened like four times in the span of like these three months where shit was horrible. Yep. I had a constant cold. I was constantly like aching, anxious, anxious as fuck for like two years, basically <laughs> that whole time. But like, and I think people forget you have also a lot of neurons in your stomach. Yeah. Like almost just as much as you have in your head. And there was a study done where like the things you put into your body can genuinely affect your mental health. Mm-hmm. And I think just really, you know, there's like the same, like your body's your temple. Mm-hmm. But really, bro, I mean, that's that's where your soul, where your mind, where everything lives. So if you treat it like shit and you're doing these things to make yourself mentally distressed, you're going to feel like shit. Yeah. I wish the converse, like doctors in every health professional now needs to like take a step back and relearn their shit. Cause I think they're fucking up a lot of stuff. They're, they're not dealing with the issue when it comes like, like when I go to the doctors, I don't get asked, how's your mental state going? Is, str- no. is work stressful? Well, is like, no. don't say like, are you depressed? But they make do such wake blanket up, statements. You have, no, like, do you... <laughs> wake up when you kill yourself? Yeah, like, do you ever have thoughts of suicide? I'm like, no. They're like, okay, does your throat hurt? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. But I think they need it. That's why I think a lot of people forget that, like, psychology is a science the same way medical is. It is the science of the brain and how that affects everything else in you. And I think more doctors and more nurses and all these things should really look into more of the psychological aspect because your your brain's still an organ if you want to look at it scientifically, but there's so much more that goes into it that I think should really be talked about more. I mean, and, almost every, really, every doctor should have a psychology degree or whatever that is. If it's a, fu- be, dude, just be a fucking a monk or like be something. Be a fucking monk. No, I'm not like, well, you got to think about Here's something, for instance, people in other cultures, let's say like Buddhist cultures or like, you know, Central American cultures, they have thousands of years of generational healing healing, and, yeah. and trauma development. And they'll be like, we don't understand the science, but we know that like this leaf did this and da, 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 da. Or they'll be like, we know that like. We think how weed was created. What the fuck? Someone smoked it and was like, pooh, <laughs> that shit gas. No, but um, what was it? I heard that most people who smoke weed who have an anxiety attack have the anxiety attack because weed will rip you down to a place you're not ready to confront and maybe any drugs like this but it'll rip you to a place you're not ready for yet and then you'll just lose your shit i think that's why my old friend one time i was explaining how much i hated being high and i told her i was like i feel like everyone hates me i'm anxious as fuck and she was like so maybe when you're high that's the real you your real emotion and i think that's I cannot get high to save the fucking life of me. I hate it. Every time I get high, I instantly regret it. Mm-hmm. I don't ever do it. Like, it doesn't matter if everyone around me is smoking it up. I will sit inside. And also, weed isn't always the best for you. I know it can be good, but if you're under the age of 25, you're smoking a lot of pot. It's fucking up your brain. I promise. No, yeah. Either way. It is. Which your brain's fully developed. Anyways, but I think drugs in general can kind of bring you back to that place of 
what's hurting and you can't even recognize it because you're not as vulnerable. Yeah. Well, so this is why, like, to me, MDMA and and mushrooms are great for psychological healing. What do you mean? Have I done MDMA? Isn't M- you know, isn't that the one where it's like Molly? You- oh, um, I, what am I thinking of then? What, do, what are you thinking? There's another one. Like, no, <laughs> it's oh, like another. Uh, it's another. DMT, that's what I'm thinking. I was DMT like, is way more Oh, okay. Violent. I was like, you've done DMT. What do you mean? I was like, well, my bad. I didn't think you've been doing DMT on your weekends, Cameron. No, DMT is like the death drug. That's the drug that you're That's when like, you go you back, like you die. It feels like you're in a whole other life, but it's only like 10 minutes. Yeah. I've, I've met people that have done it. Yeah. It's they tell me and I'm like, like, it only took 10 minutes. She's like, but I had a whole life with kids. But the experience for psychological healing with MDMA and mushrooms is pretty insane. Because it helps people with mushrooms and, I mean, honestly, probably both. It removes the ego from the self for a minute. Like, it'll just take it out, and then you have you, and then your ego. And then you'll be able to have a conversation with the two and understand them and be like, I don't, I know why you're here to do this for me. I'm here to do this for you. Let's figure out a relationship that works here. Yeah, let's figure out how I can... You know, you don't always have to be like broken down, you know, with your walls down or vulnerable, Mm -hmm. but still be able, you know, not with everyone in your life and all these other things. You're not always just going to be your most vulnerable self. But I think when like you're saying, I mean, I've never done Molly. That's Mm -hmm. why I haven't done those. But what you're saying is it kind of breaks down those walls, but in a way where you still feel comfortable enough to have that discussion within yourself of being. And well, sometimes you're you're not comfortable. Grow, people forget that growth is a painful process. I literally think you cannot grow unless you go through some sort of pain. I, I think it's almost impossible. Here, I have this weird thing where, like, I just innately connect with people more who have been through shit. And it's, it's and this is thing where you'll be friends with somebody like Ben and I, best friends. Ben's been through some shit, and like, I feel like that's why we connect is because we both been like, through some shit. I don't know if it's like we are just like fu- I, well, me fucked up in the head. I literally, I feel like cannot be friends with someone or like connect with them unless they've been through some shit. Cause I'm like, how am I ever gonna, like, you know what I mean? Like you're just, I don't know if it's in a way of selfishness or. It feels like a deeper connection. It just does because I know that, yes, our traumas aren't the same, but I can put it into perspective of my own and understand you. And I know you can do the same because everyone wants to be understood. Everyone wants to feel. Understood. Damn it. Understanded. Oh, damn, man. I need to download that app you have to expand my vocabulary, huh? Do you know what halcyon means? No, Cameron. Why the fuck would I know what a halcyon, whatever the fuck you just said? Halcyon. It's referring to a period of time that was peaceful. I found out that the word answerin is either the word for something with a goose egg or the other term means that you're realizing someone's stupidity. So I know that one, answering. Answering? Answering means you are realizing one's stupidity. Is it not answering or like a different pronunciation? It might be that way, but that's the way I Because answering sounds like a country person saying answering. Well, maybe maybe the answering. <laughs> I don't really know, but I know that that is what it is. Wow. <laughs> Gold star. That's 11, bro. Makes it to 11. It- I didn't. I swear, I didn't rip at you guys. My sweaty feet. Just, I have hyperhidrosis. 
which means excess it's so bad. <laughs> which means excess sweating in my hands and my feet. That was not me ripping ass. That was my heel dragging against my cushion because they are sweating. But they are also really cold because I also have Reynolds. So if you touch them right now, it'd kind of feel like a ice cube. Wet and cold. She has gross-ass feet and hands, guys. Yeah, they're fucked up. My feet and skating, too. I could probably sell them to someone who has a your feet, weird Cut your feet, feet off and set up, sell them? I don't have to cut them off, Cameron. I could just take a photo. Feet pics, okay. Feet pics. Yeah. But I would. it would need to be someone with a Big deep self-hatred. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> who just wants to stare at ugly feet. They're like... I got told today that they are remind someone of a chameleon because they change colors so often. They will turn black sometimes, kind of like Jane. Question. Doe. Yeah, sorry. We'll get off the topic of my ugly feet. Go. When do you think you'll be ready to date again? Oh wow. Um, I'm terrified to love again. <laughs> I am. I am genuinely really scared. I'm not scared of the idea of it. I I want to love, and I want. I'm really scared to get hurt again. Yeah. I'm. That wall's definitely been built up a little bit. But how, how recent have you been single? A month and so still half? really, really, really recently. Month and a half, yeah. yeah. So for me, I'm more. I won't deny anything. You know what I mean? Like if there's someone and there's like this crazy, you know, all this. Obviously, I'm not. If it like, works, no. it'll yeah. But I also I want to build a friendship with someone first. That's something I'm very big on because my past relationships, I've definitely jumped into things. Like I want to be friends with someone for like. Same. A minute like best friends with them and then from there you know if so I, I just i get to know them they know me and there's that friendship connection first before anything else because i don't know I, like right now no absolutely not i if someone was like will you date me no first of all because i don't i i've only anyone i've ever even know i've only known for like a month you're like i have no friends and if i do they're new yeah and if i do they are very new friends yeah so I'm more, I'm really trying to prioritize. That's another thing I'm trying to prioritize in my life is being friends with someone first before anything. Mm -hmm. And that's not in the way of sexual because I know I'm, I won't do anything with anyone unless like I really have a connection with them. Mine's more emotionally. Like I don't want to get emotionally attached to someone if it's kind of for nothing, which I, yeah. yes, you can live and you can learn from them. But I, I'm definitely, yeah, no, I'm definitely scared to get into a relationship again. I know for me, one of the things that if I'm really honest with myself, I think part of me is just scared to hurt someone else again because I've been through so many relationships and I know it almost feels like I've just left a little trail of destruction as I've gone through them. And not in a sense of like, you know, I've just like cheated and home wrecked and done all this shit, but it's just, it's been like really deep emotional connections and like super in, intertwined in lives and all this stuff. And then like a very abrupt ending. And I've always just, I think part of it is just me learning to forgive myself for like fucking up some hearts. Have you been broken up with more? Or have you broken up with more people? I've only been broken up with once. Someone broke up with you? Yeah, once. Wow, really? It's the exact opposite of mine, except I've never broken up with anyone. Oh, I did, but. Yeah. It's been weird. Well, yeah, I think, I mean, it's good to reflect on your, your relationships. I think you should. You shouldn't, like, never think about them. I, no, it's thing. always good to think back and be like, you know, what can I improve on? 
what what would and this person was obviously not meant for me don't look for those things in other people what was i what was lacking from that why did it not you know there's always good things to look back on and be like well okay. even just be like who i'm a different person now who who was that person then and then why did i why was why was i attracted why to did i make those choices like you know there was a time where i broke up with somebody because they fucking drank that's so funny and it's dumb as shit now like looking back on it now i'm like oh you were like, oh, you drink in the Lord's name. Yeah, and that's Which is stupid. So crazy and then, to me because you know, I, know I think you. back on like, I broke up with somebody because like I wanted to work out more and have more time to do my own thing. And I'm like, but in, in none of the times I've ended anything, I felt like I, I by no means had the tools I have now. Like I have such a grander and more vast understanding of myself yeah. of humans of relationships of energy everything and i'd love to have those conversations with people more especially in a newer like that's another thing too i'm like kind of overwhelmed with all the info i have now and then getting into a relationship and then like them not having that same what the, well the dynamic there of like me understand like me wanting to understand your childhood traumas and understand and like make all the dots and then help you understand your shit and then you help me understand my shit and then like that's you, how you but that's how you form emotional connections i think is yeah both two people being vulnerable with one another like i same i want someone who wants to understand my childhood traumas i want to understand theirs i want you know what i mean like i want them to know me the same way like my siblings know me mm -hmm. obviously you know all my traumas because you were there with me through them you know what i mean <laughs> front row seats oh <laughs> we were on the front but you know what i mean that i want someone to have that connection with that i you know they feel the same way towards me like they can come and open up whenever Obviously, when I'm in a relationship, you know, in relationships, I think that person should truly be your best friend. And that's something I think that I definitely overlooked in my last one because I didn't feel like I could come to them with all of their problems. And I'm sure they didn't feel like they could come to me with all their problems mm -hmm. because I, I didn't. So they didn't feel the same. You know, I mean, there's that mutual and. I think it's just really important to keep that friendship, not even friendship, but like that intimate love. Same way you have, the same type of love you have with your family. Like no matter what, we're here at the end of day. Yeah. And I don't know the word for it. So I'm going to say it dumbly. <laughs> but like no matter what, you're always there. Like when I'm dating someone, to me, they're same as family. Like no matter what, mm -hmm. we're going to get through it. Yeah. Unless they do something, you know, where it's like, okay, I have to leave. Yeah, yeah. Which is okay. Like, yeah, choose yourself, whatever. But there has to be a sense of loyalty and safeness that someone isn't going to, like, leave you. Yeah. And they're not just going to, you know, you're going to open up, you know, all these other things. See, in my head, <laughs> it's... I've learned that you don't need to be hurt by someone leaving. Leaving's a part of life. There's a, a pattern that happens where things appear and they disappear with everything. You, me, the trees, the buildings, Norton Commons will appear and disappear. This will be gone one day. Like, Hey, why are you licking my Addy right now? <laughs> I, I didn't say you're Addy. You said that, so. Kidding. But, like, it's all just going to come and go. And even in relationships, like, if two people had that conversation of, like, you know, it might work, it might not. And let's say for me for 20 years and then it doesn't work the 26th year okay like we're gonna we're all going to the same place and i appreciate the chapter that i formed with you 
and it's okay if you don't want to continue and I'll be okay. And I think it's just, if more people didn't have so much value and like, I need to be with you and like the, the anxiety that comes with that, I think relationships would be a lot less stressful. Yeah, I think so too, but I also think it's hard to not, I do agree. I think when someone leaves you or you leave them, like I said, you can sit there and dwell on it. Yes, of course, you can be sad because you cared about that person. But if you look at it in the way of, I just learned so much. You taught me so much. I taught you so much. Look at the more beautiful things of it. And I think that will make things a lot easier, especially when it comes to breakups. If you look at a breakup of, oh, my God, like they don't love me anymore. Like I'm not worth it. Da, 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 da. First of all, if someone ever really loved you, they're not going to break up with you and just stop loving you. That's not how it works. Yeah. They will eventually stop loving you. But you know what I mean? You don't just snap out, like shake and you stop loving someone. But you can have love some for, for someone and still not be in love with them. And looking at those things and thinking, wow, that was beautiful. I just made a connection with someone. I was open and vulnerable and vice versa. And now we can learn and grow from that and take it and be like, wow, okay. So much more is going to come out of this. I'm going to meet my person. You're going to meet yours. Thanks for that chapter. And close it. And just appreciate it. Don't sit there and keep it open and dwell and cry and sob and all this. Close it and appreciate. Literally appreciate the bad things in your life. Mm -hmm. Look back on them and literally like think. Think the bad things that have happened to you. Because you now are going to learn and grow so much more from this than you ever were before. Because mm -hmm. you were stagnant and now you've grown. Yeah. And I, honestly, I don't think you ever, I don't think you ever lose love for anybody. I think you will always love them to an extent. It just transforms into something else. It's tran transfiguration. That was a big word. It is a big word. I like that word, transfiguration. Transfiguration. It's the process of transforming something into a different item in space. Okay, Mr. Dictionary. Relax. Anyways. But no, I agree. I agree. When If you truly ever loved someone, like you really did love them, you're never going to stop loving them. You're just not going to be in love with them. You're going to have love for them. Mm -hmm. And that still can be such a beautiful thing. Like you don't want them to do bad. You don't want them to get hurt. Analogy just came to mind. It's hard to cut you off, but it just popped and it's going to go if I don't say it. As human beings, we'll go to a state, a city, a place, or a moment in time and say, I've been there and I've done that. But in relationships, we will have relationships with people in love and moments and say, I'm no longer there. I, it didn't happen. And you'll deny that moment. So why don't we treat relationships the same way we treat a location we've been to and say, I went there. It was nice. I love that I like analogy. The food. That's really good. Yeah. Because well, also I think it's kind of shamed on when you either talk about an ex or do anything. It's always immediately looked at as you're not over it. When it's no, that's not the case. It's just that was a big part of my life. That was... And it's also something that when I'm explaining to someone, it's me opening up about something. It's not you're reminiscing or you're, you know, you can still reminisce. It's not that you're missing it or you're doing all this. It's just, yeah, I was in that relationship. Mm -hmm. Things went bad. Cool. That's it. It's so weird. I always, it's always funny. I'm always, it's always talking to you. I feel like I get these weird analogies that I'll just call you sometimes. But like, Kate, Kate, I said this crazy analogy. Yeah. Like you're at the park the other day and he called me and he was like, Kate, listen to this analogy, because if not, I'm going to forget it, because you'll remember it. I don't know why you think I'm going to remember them. I remember nothing. I feel like I literally have the memory of fucking Dory. So bad. But I feel like what I do is, 
maybe you don't initially remember it, but I know it's like in you now. And so it, when you say it, I'm gonna like levitate. <laughs> no, <laughs> just <laughs> because you'll because you'll say shit, and then when you say it, you don't catch yourself, but it's something I said. There would be the other day, like when you were talking on hot seat, and you said something about the. This happens with Cameron a lot. I will say something, but he uses like he just. You know when you have a thought yeah. or a feeling and you can't put it into words. But you want to explain to someone so bad how it feels. Okay, yeah, that's what happened. So I asked him, you know, what emotion do you feel the most? And he said in a more of a vast big way, but like way. big big way was loneliness, but in the way that no, he feels like no one else does or wants to understand the same way he does about life, about emotion, about do they walk out and see, you know, the world just bright and colorful. You know, they don't look it into this dark way. Or not dark, but I think more, I don't care, give me a big word, vivid. Vivid way of life and really going into depth about all these things. And he said that and it made so much sense because I can be with a group of people and somehow still feel lonely. Mm -hmm. And that's the loneliest feeling on the world. Mm-hmm. is being with a big group of people and you still feel alone because you feel like no one understands you. And that's why I think we're both so adamant about having deep emotional connections with people because I think we just want to feel understood. Yeah. And we want to feel like we're not alone in this feeling. We want to feel and I guess seen. Like we get along. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we understand like <clears throat> our shit. Like, you know, we've maybe we've not always been the closest siblings, but... If you say four years, talk to me. You fucking say four years. Four years. I wonder how many times if we get to a hundred episodes of podcast, we'll have a hundred clips of me saying four four years, years, Cameron. But but now it's we're here, and maybe if I maybe if I did talk to you for four years, we wouldn't be where we are now. So yeah, no, I think again we were you were also four years older than me. Yeah, and at that point in life, that's a big age gap. But now that we're older, I mean, I'm I feel like now we are super close. I think. I feel very comfortable. I can talk to you about anything. I feel I don't feel as alone as I'm going to talk to you, which I do appreciate. That was something that I've definitely tried to do more of, was just telling people that like I appreciate them, mm-hmm. or I love them, because I think sometimes it's hard to like you know just randomly say like, "Hey, I appreciate you," you know, because I'm not yeah. very. I know it might not seem like it, but I'm not really the most soppy person in the world. Or oh emotional. no! Here's the thing. I feel like within the confines of this podcast and like the, the, I like emotional intelligent content. That's what I consume all day. And that's what I try to conf- like when I have deep conversations, but outside of that, me and you laugh at no. fart jokes and like, like we're we, dumb as shit. We are not like, we don't, I don't always sit around and I'm like, what is the meaning of life? I'm really not like that. But for some reason we get on this podcast and all of a sudden I'm opening up, my opening up about like my deepest, darkest traumas. And I think it's, it's beautiful because we can do this, have these deep conversations. Yeah. But in reality, neither of us are like that. I'm someone very like jokey, well, bubbly. I like having both sides. Like at the house party, I like being able to play slapjack and scream and bloody murder when I don't get the jack. Like you hit my hand so hard. I, I like being super goofy and loud and all over the place and like a kid again. I'm usually joking about things. Like I'm usually like someone, I'm like, yeah, three for three, baby. And making a fuck joke about it. But <laughs> a fuck joke. <laughs> <laughs> what what are what are fuck jokes? Like a like a, you're fucking around. A fuck joke, not like a fuck, but like a fuck joke. 
<laughs> I'm taking that clip and posting that. <laughs> that that clip is going to be marketing material. Damn it. <laughs> Not like a fuck, but like, like a, a fuck. <laughs> like a fuck joke. It's it's a whole analogy. See, this is the you might learn big words, but I make my own words. Yeah. You ever been flabbergasted? <laughs> flabbergasted. <laughs> Not Kate's like, I don't say flabbergasted, I say flabberger. Flabberger. Yeah. Well, yeah. I feel like you've really hit your peak intelligence level for this podcast. <laughs> no, it goes so much higher. Wait till I start saying fuck shit. One, one of these days, maybe when I feel like, maybe if I'm like really sad one day, we should do a podcast a little tipsy. I definitely should because like I've said, I have anxiety. Like you said, I'm, a, I'm an alcoholic. I have tendencies and I really feel like I am my true self on alcohol, which is horrible. But I'm the most, I'm not true self. That's a lie. The most open. I am definitely way more open about things and want to have more deep conversations. Yeah. When I do have a little alcohol in me. Or if I'm ever just in a depressive state, I'm just going to set up all this shit and tell you to come to my house and be like, okay, so. I'm going to walk in. There's going to be a pizza, two bottles of wine, and a thing of ice cream just on you. Yeah. Yeah, maybe four. Pizzas? Bottles. <laughs> no, <laughs> bottles. <laughs> Don't give me, I can mess up some wine. I'm not going to lie. Um. Oh, this is what I want to talk about. The other night, not last night. This is most nights, but I could not sleep, and it was one of like one of my worst nights of my brain would not shut up, and it was like there were like fucking eighty five voices in my head, like screaming everything at me about all these problems and going through my day and all these other things. And I used the way I used to be able to fall asleep was. Not healthy, but I would like go through the calories I've ate that day because that would distract my brain from it. <laughs> so fucked up. Yeah. But I used to, you know, be like, okay, breakfast had an egg, that's 70 calories, a piece of toast, that one was 60. So I would do that and that would calm my brain Why down. Why still go to therapy? Because I don't do that anymore, but I need to find something that's not as mentally destructive. Yeah. Yeah. Let me get to my point. Either way. So now I don't have anything to kind of distract my brain from going to bed. And now it kind of just feels like this overwhelming sense of emotion and what I've done through my day or going back through every little moment in my life. And I feel like I need to find a healthy way to, you know, just kind of either go. My stomach's going wild over here. I don't know if that voice. I don't right hear now. it. Thank God. But it's going crazy. Whew. Um, I don't know, but it's. I need to find something to help me sleep because it's. I mean, do you feel like you're you're proud of your days? Do you feel like you do a good job, like waking up, doing your thing? No. I mean, so I feel I feel really happy. Like after I go to the gym, after I'm at the once I'm like okay. only, the times I'm at the gym, I'm the happiest I think I am. All right. I'm not always super proud of like what I've done in the day. No. Okay. So first off. Happiness doesn't matter. Fuck that. It's irrelevant. It passes. It comes. It goes. It's just like a, a stream and something passes through the stream. Okay, then I'm proud of myself when I go to the gym. I'm always proud of myself yeah. at the gym. So the gym is something productive you do with your day. I think if you had an undeniable stack of evidence of things in your day that you were like, I am proud that I did this. I'm doing good. I'm working towards my goal. I have I, I have a, a vision. I'm driven. And that and that's where death comes into play. Like I have a fine, I have a limited amount of time to get this done, and that's creating the rush that I need to get something done. 
If you do that, I think that might help your brain a little bit because I know I sleep better when I when I've had a full day when I've done Same. something productive. I'm I go crazy when it's so stop sleeping until noon. I would if I go to bed earlier if I could actually sleep, Cameron. So have a day where you do mad shit like learn how to edit the podcast. Oh, <laughs> ah. maybe I'll go on a walk. And- <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good if you just start. Just start doing okay, but, more in your So this days. is what I'm doing to myself, and I know it's not good, but like because right now I'm about to start school up again. Mm. I know once I start school, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be busy. I'm mm. gonna be, you know, wake up, go to the gym, you know, still gotta do all my other shit, clean my house, do my school, study, go to bed. When I'm in school, I feel fun because I'm I'm always feeling like I have to do something. I always have something I can do with school, either that's working ahead or just getting a paper done. I always have something to do. When I'm not in school though, I feel a little Delulu, because, well, I can't, that sounds just so stupid. The looty looty. The lilu. But I do. <laughs> because I'm like, holy shit, there's nothing. But then I'm also like, fuck, should, do I, I shouldn't have to occupy my brain all points a day. I should be okay to like sit and think about it. But then I don't do that until I get in bed because I'm constantly distracting myself with social media or YouTube or things. And then I get in bed, I finally put down my phone and then it's like, my brain's going a thousand miles per hour. So I think this is a good moment to realize that school is finite and that's going to end. Yeah, but they don't have a job. Yes, but are you just spending your whole life distracting yourself then? I know. And is that what you're going to die with a tombstone that said she distracted herself to be happy? She died to Lulu. She died to Lulu? <laughs> she died to Lulu. That's going to be on my grave. And that, so this is a good moment. Same with me. I started, like I had a little uh, mental breakdown during this movie getting pushed multiple times because like, I've not, it's been less work on me. So I've been like, I've had all this time da, 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 and all these things. And I'm like, okay, how can I figure out what to do? And I, you know what I did is I, we started doing this as like a moment to, you know, I really enjoy having deep conversations. I enjoy learning. I enjoy other people's perspectives. Like I enjoy that. So I'm like, all right, pouring myself into that, pouring myself into hot seats where it's like getting to know people more, like human connection, focusing on that, focusing on you know, building out the person that I'm proud to be. Like, I'm proud to say that like, oh, I get to like have conversations with people that are super awesome. Like, I'm super proud to say that. Yeah. And focusing on that person that's outside of this work and busyness and all this shit, like it's what I'm really passionate about and what I love and working towards that and not having something that's dependent on anybody else. Like, I don't have to, I don't have to nothing else. It's literally just me and being like, let's proactively choose this thing every single day. Like choose to wake up, be better, eat healthier, choose to, you know, be a little more understanding, a little more calm. And those those active choices every day that I make that are outside of any institution or anything like that, those are what'll get you farther. I mean, with the pot I mean, this podcast, I, I know like yeah, I think my main goal with this is to like help people not feel so alone mm-hmm. and to understand like it's okay. Like you know, like how I feel, like, how are you? Like, you feel very alone that no one else, you know, wants to have these. Because I, I think there's a lot of shit people in the world now today. I, I I think the world's kind of fucked up. You know, a lot of morals are fucked up, hookup culture, all of these other things. And we do it for people not to feel alone. But at the same time, too, it helps me. Like, doing this podcast definitely helps my mental health because I put down my phone. I, I can't touch it. It's right there. I, I can't go on yeah, my phone. Yeah, we physically can't even use our phones. I physically cannot. So being just pushed away from that 
and just having to sit here and having to talk about a problem or really understanding what you're saying and not being distracted by either like a movie or my phone and having all these distractions. It helps me too. Mm-hmm. So that I, I do love this podcast. Like genuinely, like this is something that's really helping me. I don't know if it's helping you. No, I like it. This is I, I love our little podcast. Well, and I like that people enjoy it too. We're just about at an hour. Right an hour already? It's about an hour. Cameron, if you smack my hands to a fucking card, I'm gonna Handshake. Bitch. You guys know that's rock on. We need to go rock on and then go. Okay, do it one time. That's what we're changing it to now. Hold on, pause. So, what do you guys say rock on? Rock on. <laughs> Don't put that in. <laughs> He's our brother. We can, we have the context. I wish you could chase on this one day. Are we going to have anyone on the podcast? Yeah. I don't know who yet, but yeah. <laughs> but who? We can get Jacob on. Jacoby. Jacob. He would just Jacoby. sit there and be like, I have walls. No, Books. I think, I think, same with you. I think when I, I just have this way about me, and I've always had this, when I talk to people, shit just starts coming out. You are someone that I feel like I just weirdly just can re- like talk to you about all my problems and not feel judged by. I don't know if it's because you're, you're also my brother, though. So yeah. that's, I guess, is an invalid statement for everyone no, I mean, else. A lot of people I talk to. Everyone that, I mean, everyone at the gym's always like, we love Cameron. So you should come to the gym with me. But you don't. Everyone says they love me, but I don't have all the fucking, <laughs> I have a few good friends. I feel that. Everyone's like, I, oh my God, like, hey, oh my God, I love hanging out with you. And I'm like, like why do I have I no t- friends? I get like one text from you a month. So, so. be a better friend. What, you well, no, because there's, there's also like friendships though that are like low maintenance friendships. I appreciate those too. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- it's all different standards. Because I go MIA too sometimes. You what? I, just, I go MIA sometimes too. Oh uh, yeah, just it's self isolate. Well. Anyways, thanks for the podcast. Um, Cameron, salt does not hydrate you, and that is all. We never clapped. Salt is essential for hydration. Can Get you clapped. clap real quick? No, don't stop it. Don't stop it. Clap. <laughs>